As always, welcome to the Lions Lounge. I'm so glad you stopped by again. Well, it's mock season, and our Lions Lounge pod team has not had a chance to do the mock live draft. So today, we bring you our mock draft. Each of us have selected players for all of the teams in the NFL for the first round. We discuss them in our roundtable session here, and I hope you enjoy. Now here is the Lions Lounge podcast team. Hey guys, how's it going tonight? Good, and yourself, Tyler? Hey, not too bad, man. All right, you guys ready to get this thing rocking? Yes, sir. All right, well, hey, I'm going to open it up real quick and say welcome into the lounge again. Um, Again, we are your hosts, Tyler, Jack, and Sam. Uh, Today, we think uh, we would bring you a special edition, um, I guess, I'm not going to say Mach 1.0 because I think we've all thrown out about 50 million of them by now, huh? <laughs> um, so I think we can just kind of kick this off as a special mock edition of the Lions Lounge. And and I think what we're going to do, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but uh, it's basically we did a first-round mock for the entire NFL. Um, and we're just going to kind of go back and forth between the three of us at each pick, correct? Or do you want to read 1 through 32 and then give our take on them? I think we should just go ahead and go through them pick by pick and uh, just go in a circle, whoever wants to start, and we'll go pick by pick. Okay. All right, Tyler, if you want to go ahead and start off. All right. Well, seems simple. If you're giving me pick number one, or are we all going to read our own pick number ones? I guess I'm a little confused here how you want to do this. I would say that – each of us will go and start off, and then if we have a different pick, we'll go and say who it is and why, maybe. Um, and then it maybe explain a little bit from uh, whoever suggested it first, like why they suggested that person, um, uh, if it's different than everybody else's. Perfect. All right, well, I'll kick it off then. Uh, as we all know, drafting number one is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I have them selecting – None other than Trevor Lawrence from the University of Clemson. Just like I think a thousand percent of the people and I'm going to say the universe. Well, no, I'm just playing. Good pick. pick. (laughs) So. All right. Second pick of the NFL draft. The New York Jets select Zach Wilson. No surprise there either, I don't think. No, I had him at number two as well. For three, it was a top players in my opinion, but I had the 49ers selecting Mac. Yeah, see, that one was the pick. That one's the that's the pick that was confusing me outside of the next one. Um, but because uh, let's let's stop real quick and just let the folks know that. This, this one here is kind of an odd draft, too, because we neglected to do any trade backs or trade ups of any sort. So this is in order, as you see today, with no movement besides what we saw with the, the Niners, the Dolphins and the Eagles. So um, that's what made it rather difficult, in my opinion. But I had a different pick there, but I had the same position. 
Um, and I'll just, I'll just hit on it quickly because I was stuck between Justin Fields and Mac Jones. I, and I can explain this two ways. One, for some reason, I feel like the Niners are going with Jones, but if it's me drafting me picking this pick, I'm picking fields here. I just think he's the all around best player between those two. And I went with fields. So it was between those two for me as well. I did pick Jones um, and I did this probably last week and I have not touched it since then. Um, But I do think that uh, he has the opportunity to go earlier. uh, Justin Fields does because of the fact that he has done so well um, at his pro days. And I don't even think even news that came out yesterday in regards to his epilepsy is going to change where he uh, is picked in the top five, top 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I would have easily slated uh, or slotted Jones in that spot as well. So I, it was a toss up for me. I just went ahead and said, okay, if I'm picking at three, in my opinion, I, I favor fields over Jones at this point. Correct. Yep. So, all right. So who has, who has picked number four? You do. Dang it. (laughs) Why'd you stick me with this? I think you did that on purpose. All right. Well, we all know that the, 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 the Falcons basically start this thing. And uh, with the top three guys gone, I don't think they're in love with um, uh, 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 Trey Lance, in my opinion, because I I think they have other holes there. I, I know they need a quarterback, but I went best player available and I took Kyle Pitts at four. And I cannot agree with you more. Um, I think they don't really have a number true number one tight end. And if you go ahead and put him with um, Julio. Julio and I can't think of this other wide receivers name, but if you go ahead and uh, give that to Matt Ryan and Ridley. get a, yeah, Ridley, go ahead yep. and get a solid running back man, that offense is going to be unstoppable again, just like they were a couple years ago. Well, and you, and you do, and I'm just going to step in real quick and then Jack, I'll let you talk a little bit too. But, um, you know, I think they're kind of in the same boat as the lions, uh, just for the fact that, you know, Matt Ryan has proven himself to be a very good quarterback and, you know, you've got a new offense coming into that system. And I think they're going to really trend him towards the way he used to play with the numbers that he put up. Um, I think he could have a sneaky good season this year, um, you know, and they can look elsewhere, you know, next next year or the year after next, even if they don't. I mean, we can see that the Falcons are probably going to be in that upper half of the draft next year. So they could grab one of those quarterbacks that are coming out next year, or even the year after. So I, if I'm the Falcons, I'm all day taking pits in this one. Just, just as you mentioned, with the pass catchers they have, and um, I think they have, what is that? Uh, did they just get a new tight end too? Didn't they get Hunter uh, uh, from the uh, from the Chargers? Yes. Yeah. So you pair him with them, and you've got Julio and Ridley in there as well. I yeah yeah I agree with you. So. So just for pick number four for the Falcons, I went with Trey Lance, and the reason being is just because of the age of Matt Ryan. I think they could find his successor early. Um, I do agree with you guys both, though, that if they don't go quarterback, I think Pitts is the clear pick right there. Um, But I just think that if they draft Lance now, he has at least a year, if not two, to go and learn from Matt Ryan. 
before his contract expires and then he's able to go and take the starting job. So um, I, I agree with both of your guys' opinions, though. Yeah, this was the tricky pick because, you know, I mean, I everything in me wanted to pick a quarterback there. Uh, but I just think with everything that they have on that offense, adding this, it's just going to help them out much better. I mean, because you could even have gone offensive line there as well. So it, it's it's just one of those things that I just took BPA at that point. So, so let's go to number five. Is this Jack's pick? Yes. So for the Bengals, I think you really have to go and cheer up the offensive line, especially that blind side after um, – Burrow got hurt last year. That was a devastating uh, injury to not only him, but to the team. And it completely changed the outlook for that team. So with that being said, I have Suwell going to the Bengals. Me too. And me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the love there for Jamar Chase and uh, Joe Burrow connection again, that's going to put a little bit of a pause on it. But I think I think this pick goes in quickly, to be honest with you. All righty, for pick number six with Dolphins, I have them selecting Jamar Chase to give Tua a true number one target the next three to four seasons. I agree. That's where I had Chase going. And see, that's where I have Pitts going um, because he wide receiver, tight end, hybrid player. And because of that, I still went with the pass-catching ability be able to give Tua an option well and see and that's a good pick too because um you know obviously Atlanta could go tackle they could surprise everybody and take Sewell there and then that leaves Jamar Chase going to the Bengals in my opinion and then Pitts would fall to Miami and they would run to the podium with them which so. like you said I think for the Bengals it's between Sewell and Jamar Chase you yep. either protect the blind side of the quarterback or you give Burrow his star-studded wide receiver from college. So I think that's that's the decision that they have to go and make um, at five. All right. Well, I guess I got the hometown team, huh? Yes, you yeah. do. What you got? And, and I was forced to pick. I was forced to pick because this – I'm trading twice if I can if I'm in this slot. Right. Life. <laughs> I am out of that slot. And I'm getting as many picks as possible. We know that. I've belabored that enough. I can't punch anybody in the face with those words enough. I am going with Devontae Smith here on seven because I'm forced to pick. And I took, in my opinion, what the best player was available at the time. So Sam I have him as well. And I have Jamar Chase just because I did not have the Dolphins picking him. Uh, but once again, we're going with the same uh, position player with the wide receiver. Yeah, I just like Devontae's game. I think, Sam, I sent you, and you, I can forward it to you too, Jack, but I sent you that right up on Devontae Smith and just watching some of those uh, gift shots of him with just at the line of scrimmage is just, I was in awe with what that guy could do. Um, you know, and everybody's worried about the 170-pound frame. I'm not after watching that because he was shaking loose really easily i mean his change of direction there was no loss of acceleration whatsoever or loss of speed so i'm taking Devonte smith all day long at seven if those other guys ahead of us are gone yeah i think he's a great pick I, as i put on twitter a couple days ago i think he's the kevin durant of the nfl um yep. uh, undersized a little skinny for that type of position 
but you cannot uh, mistake his agility and his burst of speed and his route running even. I mean, he is just uh, such a great athlete. And once again, he played in the SEC, and I don't think that takes away from anything that he's been able to do. Um, I, I think he's a great choice for the Lions. Easy pick for me at seven if he's staying there and Sewell's not. If Sewell's there, I'm I'm taking tackle. Just right. had to throw that in there. So, anyways, <laughs> number eight pick goes to Jack. What are we doing? Yes, I have Carolina Panthers picking Slater uh, to anchor their offensive line. Um, I I think if Sewell or Slater is an option for the Lions, I think we have to at least consider them. I think Slater is such an aggressive uh, right tackle. That's his uh, known position, but he's also played at left as well. Um, I just think he's such an aggressive uh, offensive lineman. He does not get budged off. Um, He's a little bit of a different athlete than Sewell, but I think he would really help out the Panthers, especially whether it's Bridgewater or Darnold that's a quarterback for them. Sam, did you agree, or do you got somebody else? No, I have the same uh, person, Slater. I do as well. Um, I took Slater there. The nice thing about Slater, too, I read, and I didn't know this up front, but apparently he can he has the ability to swing into guard as well. So um, it's, it's, it's a good pick. I, I, think, I think they'll probably also look to trade back. Um, but also, you know, we were stuck to pick, and, and this is a, actually a really good pick for them, so. Yep, I went with you. I agree with you both. Now, Sam, what are the Broncos doing? See, the thing is, I've seen a lot of people give up already on uh, Locke. But honestly, from hearing that he's been working out with Peyton Manning this entire offseason, gives me a little bit of hope for their offense. So I'm going to go with Micah Parsons to go ahead and reassure that defensive dominance they once had in Super Bowl 50 when they demolished the Panthers. So I think if you go ahead and give Chubb and uh, uh, I can't think of the other linebacker. Uh, Well, you have Von Miller. Miller. Yep. And Parsons right there, you have a killer duo on defense. So I have Broncos selecting Parsons. That's a, that's a sneaky good pick there. Um, I just went ahead and, and I took Trey Lance only for the fact that the, there, there is uh, the unknown factor with Locke. Now, this is actually a really good position, even if they do take Lance, because you have two, quote-unquote, unproven quarterbacks at this point. And, and the beauty is you can pick whichever one's the better one. So I went with Lance. I took uh, Parsons as well. I, uh, you sure up the defense, the offense can go and take care of it. And um, I, I think Locke is better. He's still getting adjusted. Maybe he needed a couple extra years compared to uh, some other quarterbacks in the league. But I think he's going to do better next year. So that's why I won defense. See, and this is another tricky spot, too, because I know Denver is looking to come up, too. You know, we've heard that as well to uh, target probably, I don't know, Fields or whoever they can get up there. But um, so these seven, eight, nine picks, you know, they may not be there come next week. So um, they were tricky spots. I think Slater was the easiest out of all of them. And then just my love was easy for the Lions, but I isolated that quarterback there. All right. Uh, I've got pick 10. Yep. 
pick 10, I took Patrick Sertan out of Alabama for the, for the, uh, the Cowboys there. I think they just need the secondary to step up. Um, you know, they've got the, their couple linebackers there that are pretty good linebackers. They had an off year last year. I think Dallas needs a lot of help everywhere, but I took best player available and I think they're going to hit home on Sertan here. I think this is almost a uh, marriage made in heaven. I have the same exact pick as well. I think their offense, especially um, once uh, the player uh, Prescott comes back, and I think Zeke is going to bounce back as well. Um, I, I think they really need to shore up that defense. They gave up so many points last year. Um, the Redskins beat them on Thanksgiving. Like it, it was just crazy. Like they they need to be able to go and get back to the basics. And I think Sertan is the uh, sure hand at cornerback um, because of playing in the SEC. Now, I would definitely agree with you guys, but I'm just going with a different player, same position. I have J.C. Horn from South Carolina jumping <laughs> Sertan. I wrestled with that too, Sam. I really did. I just – both players are really good. Um, Sertan, of course, played in the SEC and Horn as well. Um but I just think Horn has a little bit of an edge on Sertan. Yeah, I don't think you can go really wrong with either one, to be honest with you. I think anybody who picks either one of those guys is going to get a solid, you know, starter day one and, and a potential star. I mean, they're both uh, NFL um, protege. You know, you've got Sertan playing the same position as his father did. But isn't Horn also Joe Horn's son? Yes. Yeah, I believe he is. And so you've got an offensive-minded father teaching a defensive-minded son. You might be right. I don't know. Just saying. All right. What do we have for pick number 11? So I got to give a shout-out to my boy, uh, Kyle Cassidy, from college. Uh, he is a huge Giants fan. Um, by the way, the Lions played out there twice. We were 1-1 one one when I was in attendance. And because of that, I think they need to go wide receiver. Yes, they got Galladay. Yes, they have Shepard. Um, they still have Ingram as well. But I think if they go another wide receiver, could you imagine that NFC East and someone trying to go and defend them? So because of that, I have them going Devontae Smith at pick 11. What'd you have, Sam? I had same position but actual teammate of his at Alabama. And I have Jalen Waddle. Well, I went the opposite side of the ball. And the only reason was because he fell to 11, but I had Micah Parsons at 11. Okay. okay. Um, I think that would be a fantastic pairing between Parsons and the giants. I think he would be a staple in their defense. Um, I, I wrestled with it too, because my next pick um, could have gone there easily. But um, I went with, with best player available, and I, and I honestly think they would be thrilled to have Parsons there at 11. Yeah, just a quick note. Um, as I mentioned, uh, my buddy, man, he honestly has no idea where they're going to go in the draft because of all their free agent signings. So because <laughs> of that, he's hoping for best available. He's not saying one side of the ball or the other. It's kind of nice to be in those positions where you can just go into the draft and say, just give me somebody good, <laughs> right? you know? So, all right, Sam, what are the Eagles doing? Uh, I have them selecting 
Patrick Sertan the second. I think if you go ahead and pair him up with Slay, oh my gosh, that is a killer duo right there. Uh, one and two cornerbacks. I think their defense would start turning around if they go ahead and select Sertan. Yeah, and they still have a pretty good defensive line there too, if I'm not mistaken. They do. Um, what do you have Tyler? I I well, I was gonna take Jalen Waddle with the the Giants, but Parsons was in the way, so I went uh, Waddle here. Um, I think he's just gonna add a, a different dimension to that offense. I think he will he will help out um, Jalen Hurts as well because there's some familiarity there, and he's just gonna be that guy that's gonna be that joystick. Now it all just depends on his how his ankle did, but I think they get a pretty good pairing there with uh, uh, Jalen Hurts and, and and Waddle here. So I took Waddle. That's exactly the pick I have. Once again, another shout out to Dave Adamovich. He uh, listens to our show as well, and he's a huge Eagles fan. Um, you know, I, I think Waddle's a great pick here because of the fact that they need playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. I completely get Sam's point in regards to a cornerback, and I do think that that is necessary. I just don't know if it's necessary in the first round. And if you put Waddle and their speedsters as well that they already have on the team, um, they already have Greg Ward in the slot and a couple other guys. You still have Ertz unless they go and trade them at the uh, at the draft. I, I think they are in a good position to go and uh, really move the ball around, and it just makes that offense that much more – um explosive yeah i agree so shout out to dave as well <laughs> um all right number 13 this one's easy this one's my i don't want to jump over anybody all right i took christian darisau here offensive tackle from virginia tech i think that's a good pairing as well and we all know that uh, the chargers could use a lineman the best two that we already had talked about are already off the board, so I went with the next best thing, and that was Darisol. Both Sam and I have the same pick. I think it uh, protects Herbert um, and really gets that offensive going. Um, and overall, yes, I know they have a little bit of changeover with coaches and stuff, but I still think that they could be um, they, they could really light up the offense if they get the right pieces, and I think that starts the ball rolling. Yeah, it's going to help those running backs out, too. I mean, they've got some sneaky good ones there. So All right, number – yeah, Vikings. What do those guys do? Yeah, you know, the purple people eaters. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, Vikings fans. <laughs> I have them uh, drafting Horn, the cornerback. Um, I think they really need to go and get that secondary shirt up again. Um, they've lost a couple pieces uh, over the year, and I think this would be the best time to go and uh, find somebody to uh, anchor that secondary. So I actually, this may come as a surprise and maybe too far in advance of a pick for this player, but I have the Vikings uh, selecting Vera Tucker, the offensive guard. Um, I think if you go ahead and sure up that interior offensive line to go ahead and create those gaps for um, Cook. Again, I know he had a phenomenal uh, year last year, but if you go ahead and add to that offensive line, geez, we're, we're our set 
Lions are going to have a really tough time with that. So I have them going Tucker. Well, you think you surprised the people. I went with Tucker as well. Um, I think the uh, for the exact same reasons you just mentioned, um, Sam, I think if they shore up the middle part of that line, I mean, they still need some help there. Um, but because I think they lost Reef as well, didn't they? They did. He's now at the Bengals. Yeah, see, so they need to start looking elsewhere. And I wouldn't be surprised if they look in the later rounds, too, for somebody to help out there as well. So I went ahead and just took the next, the, the best OG available, and he was right there. <laughs> now, I agree, too, Jack. I also, I also almost put Horn there as well because we know that they had lost uh, Rhodes a couple seasons ago. Um, and I think they just brought in Peterson, but you know, Peterson's coming to the end of his career as well. So I think Horn is a solid pickup there as well. All right. So, so pick number 15 for the cheating Patriots. <laughs> uh, what about it? What about it? <laughs> there, this could happen. Honestly, I don't see it happening, but with no trades, in this mock draft, I have them selecting Ben Fields. I think Cam Newton is a pretty good starter for this year. Uh, allow Fields to learn from him because they're both about the players, not as tall as Newton, but both can run, both can pass. Um, so I think this gives Fields a year to uh, a year to learn from Newton and to start year just like Mahomes did under Alex Smith. Yeah, I I took the same way that mine fell because I didn't take him in the third pick. I took him in the 15th pick. So I've got Mac Jones uh, from Alabama going to the Patriots. I think just that style of quarterback, if you go before Newton, you had uh, Brady, obviously, and then you had Drew Bledsoe. So it's a very similar style of quarterback in Mac Jones. I think uh, it's just one of those things that Brady or uh, that Belichick uh, loved about Brady and, and um, Bledsoe. So I went with Mac Jones. So it's funny that we all went quarterback. I have Justin Fields as well. Um, when Belichick was at Mac Jones's pro day, it seemed like he was on him doing that to go and say, Oh, he's not uh, looking at him. And then to go and draft him. I don't know. The big thing is though, is that Patricia is in charge, basically, of the process. So, is he invested in Mac Jones, or is, does he like a dual quarterback uh, of uh, Justin Fields? Once again, not trading up at all. Um, I do see the Patriots trading up into the top 10 or so to go and draft a quarterback. Um, it's too good to pass up in this instance. Oh, I would agree. If I had him flipped, I would have had Fields there. All right, number 16 with the Cardinals, who I think can be sneaky good on offense. Um, if Kyler Murray, Kyler, Kyler Murray can put it together, um, I think they'll be good there. I think you've got two number one receivers there if we can get A.J. Green back to, back to health. But I took J.C. Horn here because he was best player available, and I know they lost J. Peterson, Patrick Peterson, so I put a cornerback there at 16. So I'm going uh, the same position, just with a different player, and I'm going with Farley. Once again, another dynamic, uh, tall, uh, physical cornerback, and I think uh, if he's able to go and press off the line, he 
younger Patrick Peterson in that instance. And I, we all went with cornerbacks, um, but I went with Greg Newsom the second from Northwestern, also a younger dynamic cornerback. Um, I, he is the best cornerback available at that time. And I think uh, fairly has kind of dropped a little too in the recent weeks. And I've seen uh, Newsom draft stock skyrocket. So I have the Cardinals taken Newsom to be a uh, 2.0 of. Yeah, I, I think I think you hit on it a little bit there, Sam, too. I've seen that uh, Farley drop a little bit as well. I know he had some off, or some back surgery as well. So um, and he didn't even play last year. Uh, so it's interesting to see kind of how he hurt that. Um what kind of surgery it was, um, you know, what's his time frame coming back, that sort of thing. So I had him dropping for that reason, but I, if, if he was still in his, you know, early pre-draft form, I would have said, yeah, Farley there is a steal at 16 because he could have jumped into 10, uh, top 10, but I had Horn. So I think we're all thinking the same thing with Patrick Peterson exiting the, the sunshine state there of, uh, or the heat state of, <laughs> of Arizona. What are the Raiders doing? The Raiders. Um, I have them going defense. Um, I think Coach Gruden loves a smash mouth in your face. Um, aggressive. Because of that, I have him picking JOK. I think uh, JOK is such a versatile uh, player that because of that, he can go and uh, move him around a little bit. I think he's going to be able to can be able to fall back in coverage. And so because of that, I think that really serves their defense and they need somebody in the middle that even can play the secondary that will uh, be around for a while. I had JOK there as well. I think Gruden just falls in love with those guys. You have it hitting it. You're hitting the nail on the head. I would really like to see them take a top offensive tackle there. Let's protect Derek Carr because I think he can be a better quarterback if he's got some protection. Um, he's been sacked a lot. He's been banged up a lot. But I went against my gut feel and went with JOK. That is a good point just because of the fact that how many players they let go on their offensive line. So that is um, a, a position that they need to go and draft. I don't know if it's going to be in round one, but you bring up a great point. And I also have JOK as well. I just think that – he likes those dynamic, and we have already seen how hard of a hitting linebacker JOK can be, and I think Gruden falls in love with those types of players right there. Yep. All right, with the second pick of the first round for the Dolphins, I went with Samuel Cosme from Texas. I think, um, you know, we could have gone a couple different routes here with some of the players that are behind um, Cosme, but I figured, you know what, let's protect Tua. Tua, you're going with Tua. You didn't take a quarterback uh, in the earlier rounds, so I went with Cosme. And uh, so Jack and I both looked at each other. We have no. Najee Harris from Alabama because right now I don't think they have a number clear number one running back. I know there is plenty of offensive linemen uh, that they could take in the second round, but if you go ahead and – pair up Tua with um, Jamar Chase and Najee Harris, you have one uh, 
Oh, I get it. I know. I was, uh, again, I think that's kind of what they're going to look for, but I just went with, man, you got to protect your quarterback if you trust him. So that's the way I, reason why I went there. And how the tackles were starting to fly off the board, I figured, you know what, get the guy that's still there and grab him. What's that uh, WFT doing? Or, w, yeah, WFT. <laughs> so this is where I have the last quarterback taken in the first round, and it is Mr. Trey Lance. Um, there is no better player for um, Lance to learn under than Mr. Journeyman Fitzpatrick. He's still at the age of 38 or 37 years old, still can prove uh, his skills. And with Trey Lance only being 20 years old, you go ahead and learn under him for a year. Then Trey Lance will be ready to play year three, maybe – halfway during but i have uh washington football team taking trey lance so i have them going defense and i have jamon davis linebacker i think he would be a great addition to that already star-studded defense i think they need somebody that can go and rush the quarterback as well as play in the middle i think he has decent coverage um, I just think he's the best available pick for them um, and a pick that they uh, need to go and make to share up that defense. Sam, I got to apologize. I think I jumped you. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Because all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I talk too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for Washington, I, I went I went a different route um, just for the fact that I had no quarterback available to pick from. So I figured, you know what? Whatever quarterback they have there, they need some protection. All my offensive tackles are gone. I went with Tevin Jenkins there. Okay. You can never go wrong with a, a good offensive lineman, um, especially to go on uh, protect Fitz Magic. So, yeah, I, I just think they don't have anybody at that point because I've already lost the quarterbacks that are you know really worth or worthy of a first round pick. Um, if it were to fall this way, you could probably see some of those other guys sneaking up maybe, but I don't think so. I, I just figured, you know what, get a, get a position of need, shore up a line and then go get your quarterback later. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a great assessment of it and we'll, we'll see what happens. So for the bears, the bears, um, I got them going uh, defense with Aziz, that edge rusher um, from Georgia. And I think he would great addition to that uh, defensive that already has Mac as well. That's in your face. It's so aggressive. I mean, their defense carries that team. And I think they need to go and keep it going by getting an edge rusher. I'm glad you didn't put Quiddy Pay there. <laughs> I just would have felt bad giving them a Michigan guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, where'd you take the, where the, what the bears take for you? All right. So shout out to my buddy, Daniel Burke. Um, he is a diehard bears fan and he has told me over and over again, how bad that offensive line is. So I actually have them going uh, Samuel Cosme out of Texas. I think I know they have Mr. Redhead, uh, Andy Dalton as a quarterback. Not very many people are pleased with it. But for the time being, they need to be able to protect him. So 
there's no better way than getting a pretty solid offensive tackle in Cosme. I so we have one defensive player, one offensive player. I went defense as well at 20, um, just because he was available and it's a position of need. I went with Greg Newsom the second there. Um, I figured that'd be kind of a scary pick for us to have to face twice a year. Um, but they did lose uh, Fuller. So I went ahead and put uh, Newsom there. Another solid pick. Yeah. All right. So I don't know where I'm picking again. So is this <laughs> mine now? Yes, you got the goal. <laughs> All right. Well, the Colts, man, they've got a stout defense. We saw that. They were awesome. They kicked our butts this last year. Uh, I'm going to add to that defense. I gave them Quiddy Pay. They need an edge rusher. Um, he's got that quick first speed. I hope that he can continue to uh, polish his game. Um, I hope that he can uh, um, you know, be in on every play and get that fire um, and everything that we think that he can be. I mean, he's got the physical traits and tools there. I think just adding to the defense – they're going to be a scary team. Tyler, you and I are thinking alike because I have Quiddy Pay as well. I just think that their defense is so top-notch. What makes that team special? And if you're able to go another piece to it, why wouldn't you? Uh, their areas are already awesome. Their linebackers are good. I think they could uh, appreciate this pick that uh, what Pay brings to the team I, I think he would be a great pick for the Colts now I went defense as well um, with another edge rusher but I went with Aziz Ojolari from Georgia honestly mm -hmm. I would choose Ojolari over pay I just think he's a little bit more versatile he's uh, definitely a little bit speedier I think that um Ojolari would definitely enhance their defense to be probably a top five defense again, probably within like back-to-back -back seasons. So I have Ojolari. No, that's a solid pick too. I was thinking Ojolari there as well. I just went with the bigger player because I just, you know, that defense is scary. <laughs> it really is. I, I'm actually jealous of the defense that they have. Um, so I don't think you could go wrong with any of the, the remaining edge players here. I think that's just going to, fuel that defense if they could get their offense under control they are going to be a contender for a while all righty so for pick 22 of the tennessee titans plus their number two wide receiver i have them filling his spot right away with rashad bateman um from minnesota i think that this is a perfect spot for him to go um where I've seen him uh, collected in other mock drafts. I think that just goes ahead and gives Tannehill another great weapon to go ahead and use. So I have Bateman being their number two wide receiver. Uh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. A.J. Brown. Yes. I think those two right there would give, and the tight end um, would give uh, Tannehill a pretty good solid receiving core so for the titans i have newsome uh going here i think they could uh anchor their secondary and their defense overall with a great addition in the secondary uh newsome's just physical i mean he played in the big 10 he's not shying away from receivers 
And especially in the AFC North, I think this uh, comes into a huge, huge differential of can you have a good defense to go and stop them? Um, I agree uh, that they could use some wide receiver help, like Sam said, but because of how uh, solid this class is, I think they can wait till rounds two and three. I went same position with the same mindset. Um, I think Bateman would be a fantastic choice there. I really do. Um, I just think that they need to shore up those cornerbacks. Uh, so I took Caleb Farley. He was a top 10 choice that fell this far. I think they had to take him there. So I, I forwent Bateman and took Farley. So before we go to the pick number 23, Sam just corrected me that the Titans are in the AFC South. My bad, Sam. <laughs> AFC Central. <laughs> <laughs> so for pick number 23, Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, I think my buddy Alonzo from college would also love this pick. I have uh, Sam Cosme, the tackle. Um, I, I think they just need to go and build that line up. Um, I think they can go and um, have a good uh, offense if they find the right pieces. So they already have their quarterback in Wilson. Let's go and build around him. Let's go and protect him. Let's go and uh, sure up that O-line. So that's where I went. Yep, I uh, I agree with you. I could have gone Bateman here as well because, you know, they could use a pass catcher for Wilson. But I took, and Sam will appreciate this, I took Alex Leatherwood from Alabama to shore up their offensive line. That guy will uh, be a stout position there. He's going to anchor it for a while. I think he's going to be, like Sam said in the previous episode, that he could be a steal of the draft. And he snuck up this far for me. So I took Alex Leatherwood for Alabama for the Jets. And I would agree with you both by taking an offensive lineman. Um, but they did just take one last year, and he – performed pretty well um but with them getting a brand new coach who is a defensive minded coach and who has who was able to turn around the injured 49ers to have one of the best defenses last year i have uh jamin davis from kentucky uh going at 23 and i've also seen in recent mock drafts uh that davis has had multiple conversations with the jets uh, GM and head coach. That's a solid pick there too. I think Sam's uh, reasoning is spot on just because of uh, coach solid is um, fine. I, huge piece to, to really rebuild that team. Yep. I would agree. I think, I think the jets are kind of in a good position to be able to have two first round picks like this because they can, get better quicker um and i think they've got enough of these players right here where they're at i mean they kind of fell perfectly in that middle range of the of the the upper part of the draft there in the the early 20s that there's some pretty good positions there i mean you you hit the nail on the head too sam with Salah being the defensive mining coach i mean you could look at barmore there as well um yeah i just yeah they they can't go wrong i just figured i'm gonna save my new guy the new quarterback there and pair him with the guy from last year that they chose and and shore up that line started early kind of like what we did we started building that line and uh, look where it is today so um yeah i don't think they could go wrong here all right the steelers steel city at 24 
I, you know, I'm not in love with this pick, but um, I think that they just know how to pick centers. So I went with an offensive center from Oklahoma. I went with Humphrey. Um, you know, obviously they've had a long-term guy there forever and ever and ever time to supplant him and uh, keep that going. And they pick up a good player with Humphrey. You know, that's a good pick because of the fact that I, I think they could use some offensive uh, line help. I was actually between uh, offensive line pick or this pick, um, ETN uh, mm-hmm. from Clemson. I think he's a dynamic running back. They need a running back after um, uh, Bell had left. So because of that, I, I think this would take a lot off of Big Ben um, and it would also open up uh, some routes for the wide receivers as well. Plus, ETN can also catch out of the backfield. So I think he is too good to go and pass up, but I definitely was looking at the offensive line as well. He's a solid returner as well. I mean, he can play some return men too. So mm-hmm. that's a good pick. Now, Tyler, this one um... – I wanted Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. That's what that he picked before I changed it later this evening. But I went with Travis NTN. Um, they don't have a solid running back right now, and they haven't because I really thought James Conner was going to be that dynamic running back for them after Bell left, but he did not live up to those expectations. And with Big Ben getting into that age of 36, 37, he can't move around anymore, so he's got to have to dump the ball somewhere. And NTN is going to be that person. He was for Lawrence, and I can describe a former pro player that resembles NTN. It just he's kind of he's a once in a lifetime type. He he's a little bit undersized, but man, he he reminds me a little bit of Swift. He can catch. He can run, and he's got that close. He's got that speed to just beat you out on the outside of the field. So I, I have NTN. No, that's a that's a solid pick, and and here's my reasoning for why I went offensive center, and and um, I'll, I'll I'll give it away on the next pick, but I'm gonna let somebody else pick before I do. But I do have a reasoning why I went just center. I I like I said, I wasn't in love with it, but here's the reason why, and I will after you give up this next pick. All right, so with pick 25 for the Jacksonville Jaguars, this may come as a surprise, but with them already selecting Lawrence and with as many picks as they do in this draft, they cannot pass on the best defensive tackle in this draft. So I had them selecting Christian Barmore to try and bring back that Saxonville Jaguars that they had a couple years ago. So for the Jags, I had them going uh, offensive line with Jenkins. Um, and the reason being is Lawrence is a new quarterback. Obviously, you're trying to build around him. So they don't have a good backup plan if Lawrence gets hurt. So you want to make sure that you sure up that offensive line uh, and get him ready to go. And I think Jenkins is too good to pass up. Yeah, those are both good picks. I, I was going to take Barmore here, but um, I noticed that I still had a, a, a friendly name here, a familiar name here hanging out. Um, I took, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, second pick of the first round, I took Najee Harris out of Alabama. And, you know, shame on me, I didn't send him up further. But that's one of the reasons why I also didn't put ETN 
at the Steelers because I thought that Harris would be off the board first. So just kind of playing my own game here going, crap, I don't want to restart this whole thing. So (laughs) I've got Humphrey at 24 to the Steelers, but I took Harris to the Jaguars. I just think I like his game a lot. Um, I think he can put his shoulder down and run through you, but he also has that, uh, that agility there that, um, um, you know, that teams look for in their running backs. He can also catch the ball. I'm not so sure what he has as far as returnability, just because of his, his makeup of his, his, his stature, but, I think that would help out Lawrence as well. Um, just with those two, uh, I mean, they can go anywhere and Sam, you, you said it best. They've got a ton of picks. Um, I mean, I really would have liked to see get a, a good big name receiver here too, because they really don't have that guy either. So, um, but you, yeah. And defense go back to Saxonville for sure. I, I had Barmore there too, but at this point um, I went with Harris best player available. And that's that's a really good solid pick for the Jaguars. The thing is, and I just remembered, they have uh, Robinson, who was an undrafted free agent, but went over a thousand yards last season and surprised almost everybody in fantasy. And Robinson with Harris and La- and uh, Lawrence, whew, and even yeah. Marvin Jones Jr. Right oh, there. that's right, Jonesy. He went there. Okay, sorry, Jonesy. If you, I'm sure you're not listening to this. But and Jamal Agnew, <laughs> and Agnew. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Right there. That's that's really setting up Jacksonville's young team for the future, especially with Urban Meyer at the head coach. And honestly, if there was another tight end that was worthy of a first round pick, I probably would have slated one right here. Um, I don't think they really have a a big name tight end there, do they? Uh, no, I don't think they resigned Summer Bengals tight end. Um, Eifert, I don't think they, Eifert, yeah. yeah, I thought so too. So, I mean, if there was a tight end, I probably would put him there. But I, again, this, this 20 through 28 spot, <laughs> you're getting some good players. So, and I think that's where if the Lions do trade back that far, you're moving, uh, you're moving away from some of the top tier talent but i still think there's some great steals and some great talent in the later part of the round oh and you're just going to stock up the the later rounds where you're going to steal in front of people that actually need that stuff so uh who are who are waiting for them you're going to be able to leapfrog and take them so yeah i agree let's get back in this range and, and take as many as we can so uh with the dog pound number 26 the cleveland browns take christian barmore could you imagine because they signed to Davion Clowney. Could you imagine having Garrett and Barmore and Clowney coming at you with the with the defensive backs that they have there? Yikes. Cleveland could have a scary defense. <laughs> I, I think that's an outstanding pick and a great reason why. Um, they are just so good on the defensive side of the ball. Um their secondary is top notch. Their defensive line is just scary. And you just added another facet to it. Um, I want defense as well, but I went with Zayvon Collins. Um, I think they could use a, an extra linebacker um, who was a sure tackler. Um, he's kind of the Jelani to vibe. Um, of the small. Um <laughs> And so because of that, uh, and I think uh, 
my buddy Blake Jones would appreciate that pick because he's going with us to the draft next Thursday. So I think if they pick Collins, I think he will be very, very happy. But Barm, I think uh, he would be ecstatic about that pick as well. And uh, Jack stole my pick, um, but I also had Zayvon Collins. I think that's their weakest, if you even want to say weakest, I think that's the only position they need on defense to become a top five defense in the NFL. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, we play them this year, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's this is not going to be fun if they go ahead and select Barmore. Oh my God, I it's it's that will not be good. Well, again, this is my plan B because Barmore fell. I had Zayvon Collins coming to uh, the the Browns here, but I mean, I had Barmore falling. So I mean, it was just one of those things where I went with more need. I think just for the fact that nobody could trade. Um. I think you'll see a lot of these guys go a little higher in my opinion, but he was there. I took him and he was, he was my uh, larger player on the board versus uh, um, Collins there. So I took Barmore. So yeah, otherwise, yeah. Linebacker for sure. All righty. So this what may come as a surprise. Yeah. What do we have the former Browns doing? <laughs> uh, with pick 27, the Baltimore Ravens, select your quitty pay the edge rusher for michigan um he in my opinion sitting out this past season i think maybe hurt his stock a little bit so i have him dropping he's still selected in the first round but dropping back then probably five picks behind which is not bad but the ravens have a really good defense and they did last year I think if you go ahead and bring an extra younger edge rusher in there with already a dominant secondary and linebackers, they're also going to have a top five, top 10 defense as well. Yeah, I went edge rusher there. I think we flip-flop between them and the Colts, the other Colts. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We were talking about these teams moving where the Baltimore Colts moved it, you know, anyways. Uh, I took Aziz Ojolari here just because he was there. Um but, yeah, either of those two players, for sure. I think Baltimore's staple, just in general, always will ever be known defense. And they can just develop players. They get the players that um, just work for their system. I think you could throw a safety here. Um, you know, we know they need some receiver help, so I could have thrown a receiver there as well. But I just speed off that edge. Didn't they lose uh, um, Judon? They did. Yes, they did. So they need to solidify that as well. And Aziz is kind of that similar player, maybe a little smaller, but he's got that quick step and he's good with his hands. I think that's an excellent pick. So I have them replacing uh, Judon and going with Joseph Osai, uh, the edge rusher. Um, I just think he uh, is so dynamic and is such a good player. I think he could be even a steal that late in the round. Um Plus, he, he came from Texas. So, I, I think um, a good pedigree of games under his belt, I think he could really for the Ravens. Yep. All right, so, pick number 28. Yeah, the Saints. What do we got? Um, I got them going wide receiver, and I have them going Rashad Bateman. Now – 
I, I think with the change in quarterback that the Saints are going through, you want to be able to have as many offensive weapons as possible. And I think Bateman is too good to pass up. He has good hands. He can run after the catch. Um, and you combine him with the receivers and the running back that they already have there, I think it's just too good to go and pass up. So I have also a wide receiver, and this may shock a lot of people, um, but he's going to make a serious jump because he's projected somewhere in the middle of the second round. But Kadarius Tony from Florida, they already have Michael Thomas, who can jump and catch the ball at high point it. He can get the separation. But if you go ahead and get a for sure slot receiver and let um, Thomas go out wide, oh my gosh. And with Kamara, they're also going to have another young offense with their pretty strong offensive line. So I have them selecting Katerius Tony. I also took a receiver here, and I just think it's just too good to pass up with just the, the value at this pick. I think Tony's a good selection there, but I also went Rashad Bateman. Um, I just think that having – I don't know. I think it's too early to say it's 1A, 1B here with Thomas and Bateman, but with, again, the best stat that a player can have individually is availability, and we know that Thomas can battle some injuries there. Um, and he is that number one guy that uh, takes on the coverage way too often. I think Bateman would shine. Honestly, I think any receiver would shine, especially if Breeze was still there. But, um, you know, we don't know what they're going to do with quarterback. <laughs> you know, I mean, you have Taysom Hill there. But I, I just, you know, it's, it's an odd situation for me with the contract that he signed. But I think Bateman is just too much value to pass up here. So I went Bateman. Yeah, and just to add in one more comment on that, um, I mean, you think about the starting three that the Saints could have currently, Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, and Marquise Calloway. Outside yeah. of Michael Thomas, I think there's room for improvement, and I think that's where Bateman can help in that. And see, that's the frustrating part, too, because I actually had high hopes for Traquan Smith. Um, you know, I mean, he's got the skill there, but he just disappears. And, and, and he may be that guy that could thrive a little bit more in the slot, maybe. I don't know. But that's why I picked Bateman. Bateman could shove in there, too. Um, he's got the speed to do it. And he's kind of that possessive type receiver that you might – I mean, it's a different type of slot, but at least you can get those chunk yards, and I think he would help out. So, All right. What do the frozen, frozen tundraites – tundraines <laughs> – what do those Packer guys do? The cheeseheads. Yeah, the cheesies. Oh, you have me guy. Okay, I have these guys. All right. I took Jamin Davis here. I would hate this pick if they picked this, but they need some linebacker help. This guy would, I think, honestly thrive in this defense. Uh, he's speedy. He can cover. He's a sure tackler, and I would hate it every day of my life. You're welcome, cheeseheads. Take Jamin Davis. And no matter what pick, whether or not it's the Bears, the Vikings, or the Packers, we're always going to hate who they get unless we're, they're the Bears and they select some terrible person. But <laughs> for the Cheeseheads, I finally have the cornerback that has slipped all the way to the end of the first round in Caleb Fairley. Um, That's a I, steal. It really is. I, I thought of that too, just letting him drop. But Honestly, I – 
I originally, in my first mock draft, I had him being one of the first two picks in the second round. But I think the Packers go ahead and see his potential, and I know he's had surgery and all that. But he would be a for sure um, number two cornerback coming into his rookie season. Well, and the nice thing is, too, is if he isn't fully healthy, they have the defensive backs that can, you know, play for him, and he can he can learn that defense, and he can get healthy. So, as hard as this pick is to go and make, I have the Packers selecting Barmore, and I think that would be a scary defensive line to get through <laughs> with yeah. either of the Smiths that they already have on the team. Um, I was surprised that Barmore was available still. Um, and I just was like, oh, this is, I mean, of course, I think Rodgers would want a wide receiver or a tight end to go and throw to. But defensive wise, I mean, you have a couple of pulls or some upgrades that you can at least make. And I think that is one of them. Yeah, I think we hit on all of these. Um, they could use some defensive help, but I just, you know, I could have slated a receiver here, but I didn't want to reach for one. Um, and these, and these, and these linebackers and defenders. And I mean, they, I could have put the next guy here as well. Kind of glad I didn't, but yeah, this one, this one, I think I just, any, anywhere you can help their defense, they're going to get better. What are the Buffaloians doing? So the, the I, I finally have the uh, Texas, I think, could be a perfect steal of the draft, and Joseph Osai. Um, they already have a pretty good offense. Um, their defense, they have a really good linebacking core, but their defensive line needs some help. And I think if you go ahead and bring in the young, dynamic, uh, Joseph Osai, I think that's going to boost their defense right away. He could even be up for the rookie defensive player of the year. So for the Bills, I have them taking Jason O um, out of Penn State. Um, I think they have a good offense already. I think where they need to go and make some adjustments is on the defensive side of the ball. So because of that, I have them going with the edge rusher out of Penn State. I also went edge rusher, but I went with our pal Gregory Rousseau. And I think that Buffalo Bills to select. They need to solidify that uh, defensive line. Um, they've got some pieces there uh, with Oliver. Um, they've got some linebacking help there. So I, I just think adding to that line will just – that's where they need to go now. Their offense is okay. I think they can add a few more pieces there, but um, I just I, I think the marriage between um, uh, you know the quarterback, the receiver, they've got a good running back, they've got a, a solid tight end, and in Knox, I think offensive line is pretty good. So I went starting right up in the front seven with Rousseau. And Rousseau could be uh, that late in the round or an early day two pick. Um, I think he has enough talent to get drafted in the first round, so I'm glad you took him. I do not have him on my draft board in the first round. So, see, and this this kind of it surprised me that he was there. I mean, I knew I knew he would have been there, but it still surprises me that somebody with that talent could be this far down. 
Um, I mean, we see it everywhere all the time in every draft. It's like, why is this player slipping? But they have their reasons. Um, Joseph, uh, um, I, I could have put Joseph there as well. Uh, but I had him actually slipping out. So somebody's going to get a steal in the first round of the second. So, um, cause I, and the next pick I went with need, but, um, what do we have the cheapers taken? So for the Kansas city chiefs, I have them picking Humphrey, uh, the center. Um, I just think that whether he plays center, whether he pay, uh, plays guard, um, I think he would be a great addition, uh, for that offensive line um, and just get in, giving Mahomes some extra time, a sure uh, uh, blocker. Um, I, I think it's too good to go and pass up for uh, for the Chiefs. And uh, this also would have been the pick where I would have had uh, Leatherwood jump into the first round because the Chiefs did release both their offensive tackles. Um, but I agree with Jack. I also have Humphrey. Um, he's also a younger, bigger offensive lineman. And I think if you go ahead and start building up that offensive line, but with younger players, I think they could honestly go back to the Super Bowl within uh, the next two years. Those are both – that's that's good pick there. I already had him gone, so I went with an offensive tackle, so shoring up the offensive line. Now, I had a fire sale on Hawks offensive tackles in this draft but i went with dylan radunes out of north dakota state um small small school guy but everything you read about him is he's positive uh he's a big he's a big mauler type guy good tackle and they don't have any to play tackle there so i went with the best one available yeah um i think on pro football network i think he's in the 50s or so so that would be i think he would be very happy about that jump it's um, a reach. It is a reach, but I think it's a well-needed one. I think he's a massive dude. Yes, he came from a smaller school, but I think if he's able to go and make that transition uh, to the NFL, I think he'll definitely go and make it. And to kind of piggyback off of last week's ep- or th- yesterday's episode when we were answering uh, Marissa's question about kind of those diamond-in-the-rough small school players, uh, she referenced Ali Marpet in one of the conversations that I had with her and he was one of those guys that reminds me of this guy uh, because, you know, small school guy just comes out of nowhere and then all of a sudden is, you know, a Super Bowl champion a few years later. So not saying he's going to be an Ali Marpet, but I think with his measurables and the stats, I mean, again, you know, you got to look at the talent level, but at the same time, I, you know, he's in the draft for a reason. Definitely. So, all right, you got, the, you got the last pick. Mm. All right, well, I'm going to round this out because I can do with this. Um, I, I let him slip, but they t- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just got a heck of a lot better. Um, Travis Etienne is going 32 to the Buccaneers. Wow, you, uh, you really he, shored up their offense, didn't you? He, he won't be there because of just the way that this fell. Like I said, I think he's going to go a right. little earlier, but, but – because he was there, <laughs> why not? Yes. Well, you so, think about it. Um, if there were no trades prior, it's the Bills, the Packers, the Saints, the, the Ravens, the Browns, the Jags, they're not going to go and take him. So if he doesn't go at the Steelers, then, yeah, he could definitely fall to the Bucks if that uh, actually um, 
I actually have Leatherwood, and I have um, uh, whether he's playing on the left or the right, or even one of the guards uh, protecting Brady. Um, I think they want to go and make sure that they get their money's worth out of him uh, for uh, for the next years that they have him. Um, and I think Leatherwood would be a great choice for them. And uh, I really thought I was going to be the only one selecting Gregory Rousseau in the first round. But since you already took him, I now have him going to the Buccaneers. And you can already put down the Buccaneers having the top three defense, if not the f- number one defense in the league next year. They retained all of their 22 starters. And if you go ahead and add in a young, very tall 6'7 frame uh, to that edge, oh, my God. You can automatically give them the um, championship. You can give them, honestly, the birth right to the Super Bowl. So I have them selecting Rousseau. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and we've talked about this over and over and over again, that that 30-second spot for a team as loaded as they are is actually quite dangerous because if you look at the next 10 picks beyond these, based on the ones that I have, they aren't going to lose out on anybody. They could put anybody in their position. Um, yeah, I mean, they're already bringing back their starters regardless. So the fact that, yeah, once again, just kind of like the Browns, you're doing it based on best available, not on need. Yep. Yeah, and see, I was surprised that I still had ETN here. Um, I went running back just to kind of follow up further with that just because, you know, you've got Shady there and you've got, uh, I don't know, did they, they bring back Fournette? I have not seen them bring him back yet. Yeah, see, so I think he's still there. I think he's still trying to get the deal that he wants. But, um, but I mean – just to add a running back or a dynamic running back, even even at maybe not even at the level that ETN is at, um, maybe you can sneak up and get some of those other guys in the second round. But adding a dynamic running back to that team is just like you said, it's just going to shoo them into that title game. And with me and Jack not being a Brady fan, um, it would suck to go ahead and see them get ETN with the thirty second pick. Again, that would give him another killer offense just to go ahead and throw at will. So, yeah, either the Buccaneers could either go defense with uh, an edge rusher or offense with an offensive line or running back. Plus, we don't like ETN because he went to Clemson. That's Ohio State's nemesis. (laughs) I get you. I get you. I play that game too. It's like, yeah, no, that guy's not going there because I don't like that team. And no, I'm not picking that guy because he's that guy. Um, I get it, <laughs> but, uh, well, man, I, I had a lot of fun doing this guys. I'm glad we didn't do seven rounds cause you know, it's getting late, but, um, but yeah, this was a, this was a blast. I think this is a lot of fun. I, I mean, maybe, maybe we can do something like this very similar in the next episode. Um, hopefully before the draft, obviously, you know, we're going to have a lot to talk about after the draft or during the draft as well. But, um, I'd like to do a, a seven round mock for the lions. I think that'd be fun. Um, and maybe just throw one trade in there just to kind of make it interesting. But um, I think that we should do that. I think that'd be fun. Um, I agree with you on that. And I think we should go ahead and we can do a trade. It just, that's going to get a little bit, because uh, I would love to do more than just one trade. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I'm just, I have to cut it off. Cause like I said, if I could move back twice, I'm going to. 
<laughs> um, but just kind of one of those, maybe the, um, I guess the oh duh moment type, basically like, yeah, that's basically going to be the trade that they do based on what we have seen in the news, I guess, or, um, you know, what we hear. Or we can just go, like we said, just do a, a you know, six round, six round mock or a six pick mock or whatever they're at, you know, and just go from there. You know, I like the, uh, um, whether we're going to take it from pro football's uh, mock draft simulator or we just going to make it up ourselves. Um, I, I like that idea just because of the fact that all three of us could have different um, teams that we're trading with and getting some different picks back. So that would make it a little bit unique as well. Yeah, just to kind of see what the fall or what, what the payback is on that. I mean, I've seen some outrageous ones and I've seen some, why did we only just get those two picks or whatever it may be? Or you look at the, I've seen one where uh, somebody put out there, um, we traded back with the, um, I think it was the Broncos. Yeah, we traded with the Broncos and they gave us their first, their third and their fourth next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Panthers traded out of eight and went back a couple spots and they got a first, a second and, I think there was something else too in there. And I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think we kind of got hosed in that trade, but so it's just one of those things that it'd be kind of neat to see what somebody can dream up in, in an, in an accurate world based on what we know. I mean, obviously you can say, well, I'm going to get three first for this guy or whatever, but um, I don't think you can even use the point scale because I think the GMs nowadays, that if it's, a, if it's their guy, they're going to give up whatever to get them. So um. But I think that would be fun. Let's 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 try to do that um, in the next coming days. Maybe we can do that for our our Tuesday session. Kind of skip a quick Q and A and just throw that out there. And then uh, I also had uh, Caleb go ahead and message me earlier today. Uh, he follows me on Facebook and Twitter and stays along with the podcast. And he is very interested in uh, being a uh, guest on the next episode. So. I didn't know how you want to go ahead and bring him in and how long, or if you want to do a certain segment uh, with him. So uh, if we could go ahead and figure out how to bring him in, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. The more the merrier. I think that's kind of that fun thing. And maybe we can put him on the spot for a first round pick of the Lions at that time. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be nice to go and add in a couple of people um, uh, and as well as look and see if we could have either uh, some of the new acquisitions for some of the new draft picks and be able to see if we can have them on the show as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, I'm going to close up this, uh, this segment anyways. I think it's, uh, I think we hit home on some really good picks. I'm interested to hear what the audience has to say. Um, Maybe they can hit us back up on Twitter. Um, You can follow us at the lions lounge one. Um, you can follow each of us individually. I'm at Tyler Roke. Um, you guys want to give out your handle and maybe they can throw some, uh, some questions or some comments at you for your picks. Uh, yep. Mine's at Jordan Sam 99. And Sam has me because it's not readily accessible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That works, man. Well, I hope you guys have a good evening, and I'm looking forward over the next seven days. I'm like a kid waiting for Christmas. I can't wait to get into this and uh, see what we do for this new team. I think this is the most exciting time of the year for the Lions. Um, I don't think I can get burnout with the draft stuff yet. No, definitely not, and we're definitely looking forward not to not only to our next uh, podcast uh, on Tuesday, 
but also to be in person for the draft on Thursday. So it'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry I couldn't get down there with you guys, but I will be hanging with you in spirit and on my own. Um, I think we need to get you guys just like we're doing right now, and we can cover whatever we can. Um, we can do uh, when we get close to the Lions, we can do whatever. So, um, you know, we can even ask the audience there too what they want us to focus on while we're at the draft, see if they can kind of get you guys to, to talk to some of the other fans that are there too just to see what they're going to do, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. No doubt. Well, thank you, Tyler, for hosting. Appreciate it. Hey, no sweat, guys. You have a great day tomorrow uh, when you finish your finish up your week, and you guys have a good night tonight. All right, you too, Tyler. Go Lions. Go Lions. One pride, guys. See ya. Peace.